Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, featuring dream-accelerating inspiration. I'm Jeff Meyer, your host, author, entrepreneur, and coach. My goal with this podcast is to help you identify and clarify your own dream by taking wisdom from others' successes and challenges. If you're looking to take action on your dream, to make a difference doing something you love, but your fears are holding you back, then this podcast is for you. If you're interested in finding additional support, you can also check out my Dream Accelerator coaching program designed to help realize your full potential and reshape your future. As always, you can learn more about my Dream Accelerator program at jeffmeyer.org. Using my Dream Accelerating formula, heart-centered entrepreneurs can focus on their dream, name their fears, change their mindset, define their next, and move forward anyway. Well, welcome back, fellow successful dreamers. It's good to be with you again in another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast. Today, I'm really excited to meet someone for the first time and have a conversation with him. Stephen Barnes from Tennessee joins us today. Stephen, thank you so much for being with us today. Why don't you take a moment and just introduce yourself to uh, to the listeners. Yeah, well, my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm always happy to uh, share um, the, the journey God has brought me on. And uh, I am Stephen Barnes. I own a hair salon in Knoxville, Tennessee. I've been a hairdresser for, um, I think, 42 years at this wow. point. I have loved it uh, since the beginning. Um, there was some, uh, there have been challenges, but most of the time it's been an absolute blast and God has, um, put me on a path that has just been, um, made all my, made all my dreams have come true really. So I am so thankful, uh, to be able to share this today. So, uh, let's get going. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I understand um, my my um, executive assistant actually gets her hair done. She's had her hair done there at your salon by your wife, I understand, for for many, many years, like 30 years or something. Yes, a long time. So you and your wife are in this together. That's correct. Yes. That's exciting. And a a lot of our listeners have uh, pursue their dream together as families and as husband and wife. And so that's really exciting. It is exciting. We enjoy going to work together every day. Um, even if, if our schedule don't allow us to ride together, I'm kind of disappointed because generally we'll we'll use that time to pray Mm. uh, over the day, over our clients, over our work. And it's, it's a great way to start the day, uh, in the car, just uh, uh, getting ready for the day with with the Lord. So, but but all the time that doesn't that doesn't always work out. That doesn't mean we don't pray individually. Um, yeah. But it, it's great yeah. that we can do it together. That's awesome. So, um, forty two years you've been you've been doing this. How long have you owned your own salon? All forty two years. Twenty five years. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you were a hairdresser forty two years ago. That's the profession you 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 went into and then somewhere along the line there was a spark to own your own thing right do your own thing tell me yes, about that it, 
it all came about kind of organically. Um, I had been a hairdresser for 10 years when I met Debbie and um, I began working for myself a couple of years after uh, meeting De after getting married to Debbie. And um, I was just in a, I went from a, working for another salon owner on a commission basis to um, renting a chair in someone else's salon. So mm -hmm. I was then became a self-employed independent contractor. And that was the beginning of me being self-employed. Um, not long after that, my wife, uh, I told her, I said, she kind of got, she was working in the banking industry. And I told her if we were going to ever be able to see each other, that it would be great if she could came, come to work with me. And she was a little bit tired of the corporate environment. Um, doing hair wasn't really ever on her radar. Yeah. Uh, but I encouraged her, kind of talked her into it. Uh, at some point, felt like she would kind of came kicking and screaming uh, after after she got her license and was working there. It's, it's It was difficult. And there was a learning curve for us to work together. And... Mm. Uh, I, I, I think everything's a teaching moment and that's not always great when you work with your, your spouse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, especially anyway, when you're the boss, right? It, anyway, as really like, uh, when Debbie got out of school, we actually bought the salon that I was working in. The owner there, uh, decided that he didn't want to be a salon owner anymore. And we bought the salon almost immediately. Uh, as she graduated. So I have said in the past uh, to people, Debbie has never worked for anyone else. And they go, wait a minute, you don't think she works for you, do you? And I, I go, oh, no, that's not what I meant. She just has not ever worked for anyone else other than herself. So uh, I always say she's she's the first, uh, the, the name of our salon is Barnes and Barnes. And I always say she's the first Barnes on the door. <laughs> That's awesome. Barnes and Barnes. And she, yes. Debbie's the first Barnes on the, That's on the correct. door. That's awesome. I give her top billing. As it should be, right? Correct. Oh, great. So that, that had to be a big deal in that moment to have that salon offered to offer. It was up for sale and you jumped on it. Um, yeah. Any reservations, any hesitancy at all? Did you have any fears as you were thinking about launching into your new um, ownership of the salon? I really, I really didn't have any fear. Um, I had built a really good business, uh, my own clientele. And, um, I had a, f a few people working in the salon, um, with me at the time with, with me at the time. And of course, Debbie and, um, I, had, I didn't really have any reservations. I've always had great confidence in um, my ability to, to build up clientele and to bring people along with me. Um, we didn't have any, I, I really didn't have any hesitancy or, or anything like that. No, I'm sorry. I didn't. No, that's awesome. Well, good. <laughs> um, so tell me about some of the unique uh, challenges of working together with Debbie. Well, we are such different people. Now, can you believe that? I, I never knew that there was people that were that were so different from myself, really. Um, right. 
you know, I, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of a sanguine guy. I I've never met met a stranger. I'm a I'm kind of an open book with my life. Uh-huh. And, and Debbie's very private. Uh, so that was uh, that was a challenge. Just uh, getting to be able just to work with her in a way that she was comfortable because when when I was training in a salon I was very comfortable uh, standing behind people asking questions letting them train me as I'm doing a haircut and Debbie isn't like that at all uh-huh. she really doesn't want you uh, getting in her uh, getting in her space or even watching her when when she's cutting hair so so just learning how to come in and out like that because we are so different in personality and uh, learning to work with her and live with her also in wisdom as, as the word instructs us to do with our spouse. Mm, yeah. So uh, that was, that was a long road really. Cause at first you do it in, in marriage. Um, you know, we, Debbie had two children when I married her. So I adopted those children. So just coming and and her children are very much like her, very sensitive, you know, and, um, you know, I, I just never have been, was never around people like that. I didn't realize there were people like that. So just that whole dynamic of uh, being a parent and a husband in a household that was completely different than anything I'd ever been uh, involved with. And I think it was about five years really after our marriage when we went to work and then um I thought, okay, if I can get her to work with me, she'll see how I am every day. She'll know that I'm not treating anybody else any different than her, but she still uh, is who she is, who God created her to be. So Mm -hmm. we had to learn a whole different set of um, ways and guidelines and protocol to be able to teach and to train and react in the salon how I always had previously, because I've always been like all the world's a stage. And mm-hmm. I and I kind of I kind of like to have fun and uh, be a try to be entertainer. Not only give you a haircut, but but have fun and and entertain mm-hmm. all the all the people in the salon. And, and Debbie's just not like that, you know. She's more professional, more subdued, more private, you know. So it was a that whole thing was had had its moments for sure. Yeah. And she's been able to continue to be herself and be true to herself, I'm assuming, and work in your in your salon. Still to still to this still to this day. And she's made us better. She's made me better. Um, I, you know, there's a there's a line you don't you shouldn't cross um, when when you're acting up. (laughs) And she always she she still always reminds she still always reminds me. So you've been you've been leading this, uh, growing this business. Uh, you've been not only doing that with Debbie and training and, and equipping, but all kinds of employees. I'm sure that are part of your stylists who are part of your salon. Um, share with us a little bit about some of the the biggest challenges that you've faced over the years. It's gone really well for you. It sounds like it certainly there have been some challenges along the way as you're growing a business for our listeners who may be uh, in that place where they're trying to scale up their business or, or expand it or grow it. There's challenges with that. Um, Speak to some of your challenges. Well, there is challenges. Staff, 
is is always the biggest challenge when trying to grow a business. I think any business person would tell you that. So I think you have to um, work as hard at marketing your salon and yourself and your skills and what you have to offer um, new people or young people or just uh, whoever you're you're trying to get to come and join you. Um, and you have to kind of work at it like a job. You have to, I always told everybody, um, you know, if you're not in the salon behind the chair, you should be working at growing your business. And that's, it's a sales job. You kind of have to sell yourself and, and, and what you're doing. So as you, as you get, as you get people, then you just have to, honestly, you go through some, you go through some that just don't work out. Right. Sure. But, yeah. So, so that, that's the main thing to always just be thinking of ways to market your business, uh, market yourself, market what you have to offer and put it on your calendar, do little events where if it's go to mm-hmm. like, I, I would go to schools or I would uh, go to different things, self-improvement courses at a university or the high schools, uh, cosmetology departments and just put things on a calendar and then make it happen. Uh, join a community in things, uh, different different types of events uh, to get your name out there. Keep your name out there, and again, just kind of sell what you're doing. Sell what you're doing. Uh, if you you can't you can't just I always told everyone, you know, you can't stand in the salon and if you're not busy that day, you can't not go out and do anything to, cr- to create business and expect to come in and be busy the next day. Mm. You have to go out. You got to go out and do something. You got, you can't just as, as faithful at, or as, as faithful as God is, you have to put, you have to put it to work. You have to put uh, a plan to work and then expect God to meet you mm. at, with your efforts. You know, he's just not going to drop them in the door for, for you. So there's sometimes this, he does. Sometimes yeah. he does. Uh, that's rare. Yeah, we work with him, right? And yeah, he allows us him. to participate in that. And that's right. Um, so it's very interesting. So I would say, um, for correct me if I'm wrong, working in a salon, there's the working in the business, which would be to to be with the client, um, to give them what their their dream is with what they want to have happen with their with their hair. Yes. Um, and that's working in the business, but there's also, so it's all the details of working in the business, doing the business, but you also have to carve out blocks of time to work on the business. That's correct. Right. To yeah. sell, to market, yes. um, to improve training, yes. to provide the resources for uh, your stylists as they need it. Right. Yes. And so if someone's listening to this and they're grinding, working in the business, doing the thing that they love to do, but they want to see it grow, your encouragement to them is also to have time carved out to work on the business. That's correct. Yeah. And yeah, you can't you can't really grow otherwise. Uh, yeah. You can only, you know, you can only do so much behind the chair. Uh, so you're if you want to build uh, a certain culture and a certain amount of staff and a certain, you know, by staff, then 
the clients, you're able to do more coming through the door. You have to, you have to have a business mindset toward building your staff, your education, and then marketing your business as well. You have to. Yeah. 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 Location is location is good, but it's not, it's not a silver bullet. Right. Clients don't just fall into Barnes and Barnes. That's correct. <laughs> they are, they are, they are wooed. That's correct. <laughs> right. They are, it's a relational uh, connection with the community that needs to happen with whatever, whatever our dream is. Right. Like, yeah. so I wrote a book and I'm about ready to publish my second book. Well, it's one thing to write the book and be in the grind of getting it ready and producing it and putting it out there. Then there's the ongoing marketing of it and communicating yes. of it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, yeah. give, give us a couple of uh, principles or secrets of marketing or working on the business that you would recommend to a young business owner that's trying to, to grow their business. Well, or even an old business owner that's trying to grow their business. Well, I'm going to have to address the old business owner because the new forms of marketing, social media, um, all that, I never did. I, I never had to do. Uh, direct marketing was always my go-to thing. Um, mm. I would go out and I would shake hands and I would introduce people. I would introduce myself. I would put a piece of uh, marketing material in their hands and talk to them and try to woo them into my salon to, to yeah. use your words. Um, and I went down to, I went to downtown Knoxville when I moved back here in 88 uh, so that I could have access to a lot of people because there are so many people who work in a downtown area and you can get in all those tall buildings, multi-storied buildings. And so I went in every building, on every floor, in every suite, in every floor for, for a good year, year and a half. And did uh, also did mail outs to a lot of different companies in the, in the area, particularly ones that were close to the downtown, like uh, TVA, Whittle Communications was there at that time. Alco Aluminum was close. University of Tennessee, um, did a lot of stuff, just um, stuffing mailboxes, putting flyers on cars, and of course, shaking hands. So just direct marketing techniques and, uh, and just continuing. Anytime I wasn't busy at the salon, I was beating the pavement. And, and that's how I did it. Wow. So there, there, there is still a place for that today. I still think it's the best. I still think it is the best because when you shake hands with somebody and look them in the eye and make them an offer. And, and honestly, Jeff, I made some offers that really people couldn't refuse. Um, I would, I would start out with a 50% off coupon uh, for a half price haircut. And um, if that per if that didn't work out and, and I'm just going to be honest with you, if it was a, an attractive uh, receptionist at a law firm and I couldn't get them to come in and you always want uh, Honestly, I'm sorry, but you always want uh, attractive people for your clients because those people honestly get the most attention. Uh, there's something, there's mm. something about young, uh, attractive people that is very uh, inviting, and everybody wants to look like them. Uh, it's the same with mm. Hollywood stars. But but I would go back and I would say to that person, "Hey, look, 
I'll give you a free haircut. Just come, just, just come. I'll give you a free haircut. And if that didn't work, I would go back the third time and I'll say, look, if you'll come, if you don't like it, I'll pay you the price of the haircut. There's a chain in our town called Ross the Boss. And he had a little ditty that says, I'm Ross the Boss and I guarantee it. And at the very end, at the very end, I would just go, hey, look, I'm not Ross the Boss, but if you don't like my haircut, I'll guarantee you that I'll pay you if you don't like it. And, and I just continued to, to do that and until I got enough people that, like I said, I had been a hairdresser for 10 years already, so I had a good skill set developed. I had some great opportunities for really good education. Um, with I was a part of a of an educational team for a major manufacturer in the in the 80s, and there were 220 of us, I think, worldwide. And I was a part of that educational team. Um, very selective uh, way to get into that. Um, and I really was. I rubbed shoulders with with people who became icons in our industry, and got to go and got to go around and do uh, multi manufacturer trade shows, in salon workshops. And I've always said, when you learn something well enough to teach it, it's a completely different level. If you can articulate in a way that make people to understand what you're doing and give them confidence in what you're doing, and you give them a great experience, they'll come back. Um, so, you know, once I got people in my chair. Then it was just it just went from that it just went from there and they would uh, word of mouth uh, advertising from that t- that point. Yeah, forward. they became they became your brand right? Right. as right. they were out in the world. Yes, yes, absolutely. People looked at them and said, "Wow, I love your hair. Uh, where do you get your hair done?" That's right. That, that's right. And you know, for, for me, um, it was I always wanted to learn my craft in a way that I I felt like I could go anywhere in the world in any city, in any salon and compete and, and build and build my business. Um, so for me, learning my craft uh, was such an important thing that I, I tell new, new hairdressers, if you want to do this and you want to be successful, you, you got to eat, sleep, live, breathe hair for about five years. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Jeff, that's another big hurdle right there. Yeah. Um, you don't find very many people who actually really want to do that. I yeah. would, I would work in the salon five days a week and then I would travel the other two days a week. Now I wasn't married back then and it wasn't always conducive to my mental health and anything or any, any other kind of health. Um, but um, it was an opportunity that God gave me that, that he allowed me to do that really put me in a good place to be able to uh, finish my career with it. So I'm very thankful. Not everybody's willing to put the work in. It's absolutely true. Yes. Today and today and today, young people, I have a really, it seems completely different than when I was a young hairdresser. Um, They always, they all, you know, I, I was always taught that you find somebody who's successful in what you do and you just do what they did. And I have always been, had a great desire to share the knowledge that I know to give people a foundation. It's just like, we have to have a real strong foundation in what we do. And if we don't have, if we never learn that foundation, you can never build on it. I mean, if you don't, it's just like the word, 
you know, you got to build, you got to build your life on the rock. It's well, discipleship, build- right? I mean, hairdressing discipleship. I mean, you, you business owner discipleship. I love that principle. Find someone that is doing it well and uh, do what they do. Amen. Learn that's, from them, that's, that's, that's ask exactly. them how they do it. Uh, so if you're if you're listening to this and you're you're thinking you're in this space, um, surround yourself with people who are a little bit ahead of you and learn from them. Ask them how they do it. Yes, and and then implement it. Those yeah, are, and then go do it. Yeah, then go do it. You can go to all the classes uh, and education you want, but if you don't put that work, if you don't put that knowledge to use, if you don't go back in this long and start putting it to use, it won't do you any good. It'll go. It'll leave your mind. But yes. you have to you have to go implement it. That's the only way it sticks. That's that's the only way it sticks. And, and that's yeah. Today's kid and today's young people. I'm sorry, excuse me, but they just they just think, or what I've have experienced was, well, it doesn't have to be done your way. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you're probably right, but I'm the only one standing here trying to tell you <laughs> how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, you know. Try it, you know, do it. So, so there's a certain big. bit, there's a certain amount of humility, right? When you're beginning a business, a humility to say, I can learn from someone else. I need to learn from someone else. I think that there are probably seasons in everyone's life when humility is the only thing that is going to take them to their next, to their next step. Wow. Uh, to, to humble themselves. And do something that they feel like maybe be beneath them, um, mm. and and you can grow from that. You can't you can't grow. I always say when you're when you're green, you grow, and when you're ripe, you rot. So you mm. can't you can't think that you know everything. You have to always have the attitude that you want to learn. You want to be a lifetime learner. You know, it's because even though I say eat, sleep, live, breathe, hair for five years, it doesn't finish then. I'm still educating myself. I'm still trying to get better. I'm still. So what have, so what have you learned? What have you learned in the last uh, year? Um, I think today's people, they're, they're looking for more than just a haircut. Everybody wants an experience. Mm. So it's. Um, Everybody wants to feel comfortable. You know, we live in this world. Honestly, we've been isolated and uh, everything else. But people want to be in a friendly environment, and pe- they want they want to know your name. You know, they want you to know their name and greet them and smile at them. And really, the service should start when the client walks through the door, not yeah. when they're sitting in the chair. Um, And also, we should be courteous to one another and learn one another. We're in such a divisive time in our um, in history, yeah. and people are so divided on should you wear a mask, should you not wear a mask, you know. And honestly, I feel like virus has been politicized, and I have I have all client I have clients of all different. Races, religions, uh, political leanings, and I, I love them all. Yeah. And I appreciate them all. I feel like God brought them all to me. Wow. And I, I want to respect and love them. 
just like the brother and the sister that I think they are. We're all, hopefully we're all going to heaven. If you're sitting in my chair, I'm going to, I'm going to point you in that direction. Uh, and I don't care who you are or what you believe, or I'm just going to love you and, 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 and love on you. So, so I think that's the biggest thing this past year that I've learned, be courteous Mm -hmm. and love everybody. And we're all in this together and try not to be, you know, so, you know, draw your line in the sand. It's more than, it's more than a transaction. You don't just come in to get your hair done. You come in to have an experience of friendship, an experience of love as someone takes care of a basic human need um, and does it in an exceptional way. And and lets them experience uh, transformation, not just transactions. So Amen. I love that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I love that. That is so great. So yeah, some of some of the listeners might be thinking, okay, well, a hair salon. How do you know? So what is the problem? A lot of times with the dream pursuit, entrepreneurial ventures, someone's solving a problem in the world um, with their business. What is the problem that Barnes and Barnes Salon is solving? Well, I'm going to start with our business model. Um, It was never to make a ton of money. Hmm. That's a little different than most business owners or entrepreneurs. when we, when I became self-employed, I told you about renting my, renting a chair in, in that first salon yeah. when I, I immediately saw my income double for working for myself. Hairdressers, it's a very hard job. You stand on your feet in the beginning, eight, nine, 10, 12 hours a day. Um, and you work with your body Mm -hmm. and it is extremely difficult. I'm going to almost say very few people ever do make the type of money that they need to make to raise a family and have the quality of life working for someone else. So when Debbie and I bought the salon, we wanted to give other hairdressers the opportunity to make the same amount of at same amount of money as us, because hairdressers honestly, when they are working for someone else, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. At certain times, it's a good thing to go get trained and learn what you're doing, to learn to learn what you're doing. So I'm not throwing rocks at salon owners here who who have commission based salons who are making a lot of money, and I, and I'm happy for them as they do. But I just wanted to give people the opportunity to make the same amount of money as me. So that is one thing that a a problem that we were solving for other hairdressers. And because in other salons, as I had worked for the first half of my life, everybody's, you know, nobody's, nobody's really happy because they're not making enough money. And um, there's protocols in there. Who gets the who, who gets the new clients and, and all that. So I tried to teach people how to be successful business people and make as much money as to me. So that was the first thing that we tried to solve. Also in our industry, in a lot of salons, it, it feels like 
it it feels like uh, oh, what was Henry Ford? An assembly line. Assembly line. Yeah, it, yeah. It feels like an assembly line. You go to this person to get your hair shampooed. You go to this person to get your hair colored. Everything's specialized. Well, honestly, um, <laughs> salon owners do that to, to control the clientele, first of all, mm-hmm. um, because if somebody leaves, there's a lot of turnover in big salons like that. So I wanted to teach people, yes, you can be good at everything. And if you, if you dictate to yourself, you can only do one thing. You're, t- you're somewhat handicapping yourself if you don't stay in that type of environment. Um, so I wanted to let people know that they can do everything, they can do it well, and they can learn to be successful at what they do as opposed to just putting money in somebody else's pocket all the time. They can put money in their pocket. Um, the second thing is the environment. Not only did it feel like an assembly line, but a lot of times it's uh, high-end salons can feel somewhat um, stuffy, uh, kind of condescending. They're, you know, don't don't tell me what to do. I'm the hairdresser here. You know, why are you coming to pay me money, but you want to tell me what to do? But so we just wanted to create a family environment. And, and quite honestly, Jeff, um, hair salons uh, can be in some places a little hedonistic as, as well. Uh, and just the people look ways that make people feel uncomfortable. And I just wanted to have control over who I hired, uh, what the conversation was. And um, so I'm trying to solve uh, the, I just wanted to have a family friendly environment and place where everybody knows your name and you feel comfortable and warm and you want to, and like, like they want you, like, like where you, they want you there instead of just, you know, like you're lucky to be able to walk through the door, which that's kind of how it is in some places I've been. I love it. So you're not just making money. You're not just cutting hair um, or beautifying people's um, presence but you're also providing, you're providing a great work environment for hairdressers you're, and stylists. You're providing an upward opportunity for people to actually own their own business within the Barnes and Barnes um, family. You're providing an atmosphere of trust and, and care. I, I just think that's, that's such a gift. That's such a beautiful thing to offer to the world. You know, um, providing people employment that is meaningful and gives them a chance to take care of their family, too. That's a that's a really important thing to remember as you guys are pursuing your dreams is we're not just making money. Right. We're we're making the world a better place. That's right. That's right. Wonderful. Um, I want to give you an opportunity right now for for the listener who is sitting here. Um, maybe dreaming about their own salon, but maybe they're dreaming about something entirely different, like writing a book or um, starting a retreat center or um, wanting to be an educator um, or whatever it is their dream is that they want to pursue, but they're, they're really hesitant. They're, they're afraid to go all in and to pursue it. What would you like, what word would you like to say to them in closing today? Um. Always have a zeal and a focus uh, about what you do. Mm. You know, it's 
when when you're excited and and passionate about what you do, other people see it. And just don't let the naysayers or the rejections that you may experience um, discourage you. Mm. But but stay but stay focused with um, the like a laser. I mean, you just have to stay focused. Like, just, yeah, just like a laser. And have have zeal and passion, and just know that it's going to be work, and it may not be extremely profitable in the beginning. But if you work at it like that, and keep your faith in God, and keep Him involved in it, and expect Him to work with you, mm. how can you not go through your day? or your day planner and your week, not being excited with the creator of the universe mm-hmm. on your side. Yeah. And, just, you just, and, and, and expect him to work. That's all he wants. He wants to be part of our life and to live through us. And of course, if he lives in you, how can, how can that not come out as a beautiful, loving, uh, infectious, uh, inviting thing for other people to want to come along beside you? That is so great. I love it. And I, I would just piggyback on that and just say, um, don't settle. No, just don't settle. Some of you are listening to this. You've been thinking about your dream for a long time. The problem is you've been thinking about it. Um, take action on it. Right. Give yourself the permission to pursue what you're passionate about. Give yourself the permission to really love what you do. Don't settle for someone else's passion just to make money or to make a living. Yeah. Um, I love that, Stephen. That's a great final word. And I really, really appreciate it. Um, how can people, if they're, if they're in the uh, Knoxville area, or maybe they're salon owners themselves, but are looking for someone to help them grow their business, and maybe they want to even ask you to come and train them or help them improve, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. Um, I'll give you my phone number. Awesome. (laughs) 865-680-7838. My address is 4407 Alder, A-L-D-E-R, Tree. That's two words, Lane, Knoxville, Tennessee, 37938. Or you can uh, go online. We're at salonbarnesandbarns.com. You can reach me that way. However you want to, I'm always more than happy to talk to other professionals. Uh, I don't care what industries it, it's in, um, preferably mine, but but I'm just yeah. happy to share everything that um, I've learned along the way. And God has blessed me with, um, with having. So I, I would love to be able to help anybody in any way that I can. Stephen, that is so gracious of you and generous. I, I really appreciate it. I am so thankful that you took the time. I'm grateful that Katie my assistant uh, introduced us. And uh, one day, maybe down the road, um, I can sit in one of your chairs. Um, hey, that'd be great. That would be, that would be true. I love that. Yeah, that would be. Come really to Knoxville. Everybody else, everybody else is coming. You might as well come too. That's right. Yeah. And, and uh, give our love to Debbie and thank her for the time that you entrusted to us. And I, I am so grateful for the time today. I feel like I've uh, I met a brother. So I think uh, my feeling I had in this conversation is the feeling that you want to give to every person that comes into your salon. So 
So thank you for that. You're welcome. My pleasure. It's my have an honor. awesome day. Yeah. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, fellow dreamer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, jeffmeyer.org, for all of the show notes and links. And when you're ready to move from overthinking about your dream to actually taking action on it, consider joining the Dream Accelerator community. Our clients are getting crystal clear on their dream with our Dream Generator Vivid Description 5-Step Process. They're discovering the truth about fear and how to use it as fuel to take courageous steps in the right direction. And most importantly, they are walking a clear path forward because they have made an investment in themselves to confidently realize their dreams. The results are so inspiring. Having coaching and companions on the dream journey is crucial. Remember, fear will come, fear will stay. Move forward anyway.